Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. A new era, 2.0, the game has changed. It's a podcast where we talk about The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and other reality dating shows. It's important that we mention that at the top, because there's probably some new folks listening. No yeah. time for No time for goofing around at the top of this one with me doing this whole routine about how the game has changed. We have 2. changed. 2.0, unrecognizable. We have changed. Commercial sellouts. <laughs> we are new members of the Maximum Fun Network. Hi, Max Fun Network. Um, Hello. If you are a Rose Buddies listener who doesn't know what the Max Fun Network is, you don't exist. You're a fictional creation. I'm betting you probably do. Uh, Maximum Fun is an awesome community of podcasts that uh, I have been a member of for a really long time. Uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, the first podcast I started doing, uh, joined the network in, what, 2010, I want to say? That sounds right to me. Um, So, And and they're they're so supportive. Um, They help uh, us make money on the podcast that we do, uh, which we've been doing Rose Buddies for a year now. And we've, I think we realized we started to reach a point where we're putting enough work into it that um, it would be cool if we if we could be supported by it in some yeah, way. Yeah, well, yeah, and plus it's such a great community. Like it's it feels yes, very, the Max Fun community is absolutely incredible. It legitimizes what we do to be part of Max Fun. Uh, Max Fun does uh, these big events called Max Fun Con two times a year on the West Coast and the East Coast, and we've been to both of them a few times, and it is like a big and awesome party. Uh, where we get to meet everybody who listens to our shows and interact with them and have a good time. Um, so, so thank thank you, Jesse, and everyone at Max Fun for for bringing us on. Yeah, and for being so supportive of our whole family for so very very long. So if you're a new listener, we watch The Bachelor and we watch The Bachelorette, and then we watch Bachelor in Paradise, and then sometimes none of those shows are on the air, and we watch The Canadian Bachelorette, and we watch <laughs> uh, Terrace House, and we watch Please Marry My Boy, and we watch uh, uh, what else do we? Are you the one? Are you the one? Oh, we did a whole Are You the One arc. Uh, so mostly this is a podcast about the Bachelor family of products, but sometimes it's not on the air and we drop back and we watch other shows where people kiss for money. <laughs> um, uh, but we are fortunate in that a new season of The Bachelor is starting. I apologize for just the sound effects you're getting from my rude son, Henry. Um, usually we record when he is sleeping. He does he's, not. He's actually boycotting sleep. It's a weird thing. does not seem to want to sleep. Um, so I'm just holding him right up against the mic. Isn't that right, bud? You're worthless. <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. Um, so we're going to record for probably five minute increments, and then I'll have to walk <laughs> around with him while he poops into my hand, and then we're we're going to keep going. Uh, so yes, a new season of The Bachelor has started. It aired last night. Um, Nick Vile. Nick Vile. We've pronounced his name probably wrong every time we've tried to say it, but that's okay. He's been on Bachelorette twice. Fucked up there a couple times. Didn't quite didn't quite swing it. Well. It depends what your measure of success is, because he did make it to, like, the final three or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Final two both times. Yeah. Um, He was the runner-up both times, uh, but second place is first loser, although some of the winners also lost, if you really (laughs) think about it in the grand scheme of things. And then, and you'll hear about this a lot, uh, he came back, Bachelor in Paradise, as alumni are wont to do. Yes. And got a very good edit. 
and everybody has talked about it as his redemption story. Yes, and it's weird because we talked about it like that, like, wow, this boy's getting a really, really good edit, huh? And, like, now, and now you're seeing other contestants from the show say, like, hey, Nick, you really, great edit. You, <laughs> you really endear yourself to America They again. definitely didn't make you seem like a complete schizoid, yeah. uh, which is really cool for you. They're huh? also trying to sell that that it was equal in his chance at love, but it was very much not. No. Everyone's saying, oh, fourth time's a charm because the three times before you were so close, but Bachelor in Paradise is more about finding a lady to have fun with on the beach. And another weird thing they're pushing for this season is, will Nick be the first Bachelor rejected at the (laughs) altar? Well, not at the altar, but... Is he so unlovable? If you've never watched the show before and this is your first episode of Rose Buddies, hi, hello! Thank you for joining us. At the end of this season, a man is going to propose to a woman, (laughs) and they will form a sacred union. Uh, and the woman always says yes, right? Like, that would be crazy for them to make it through the whole season. And then at the end, the gentleman or gentlewoman gets down on one knee and is like, will you marry me? And they say, nah, got you, pranked you this whole season. But that's what they're pushing. Like, this lovesick man will never know happiness. Is so, there something biologically wrong with Nick that makes him unappealing cosmically to all wrong women? With Nick. Is Nick the puppet of cruel fates? <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's another weird thing they're kind of pushing, but there was a two part surprise, a two part premiere. I swear to God, the first part, they just like at 4 PM day of like, what if we did another bachelor episode today? And we have all this footage. Let's just do two nights. Um, Yeah. So typically the show is on Monday night, but sometimes they throw in an extra night and that's what happened this week. Sunday night was the quote countdown to Nick special. Which, I guess, New Year, like, it's a New Year's... Otherwise, Nick's not a number, you know? <laughs> Five, four, three, two, Nick! You know what they should have done is, like, in, in the nick of time... In the nick of time is another great mm-hmm. one, babe. Or the nick, and then he would do surgery in the early <laughs> 1900s. And he would just, like, cut people up and they Or die. Nick at night. Nick at night. And he'd be a black and white TV show. Or New York Knicks! And he could play basketball on the basketball court against the, the other basketball team. Or St. Nick! St. Nicholas! And then you bring presents to little boys and girls. Oh, or he steals the presents. Or he doesn't get presents. That would be that would be Nick's cruel fate. Or Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's <laughs> another famous Nick. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Um, so Countdown to Nick was pretty insubstantial, I would say. Yeah, we, we watched it because, one, we're good journalists. Yes. Uh, we wanted all the information that is fit to print. But also, it gives a little teaser as to some of the contestants. And then you get lots of updates on the alumni as if the Bloyds aren't already doing that for you. Yeah. And this podcast doing the hard work that the Bloyds are afraid to do. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing about Nick that I think is really interesting. And I don't know if he's going to be a good batch or not. But I will say, like, this show has become so recursive and so, like, into Bachelor Nation as a concept that, like, it'll be interesting now that we have this bachelor who is a three-time alumni with, like, all of these built-in in-jokes and, like, a built-in canon and a built... Because everything they say about him in that intro to Nick, where they were, like, talking about how he's on The Bachelorette a couple times and how he's on Bachelor in Paradise, was done with this, like, joking, like, this guy just can't get it right. And we've never known this much about a bachelor or bachelorette coming yeah, in. That's Their true. Bachelors and bachelorettes are pulled from the cast of the previous season, uh, usually like third runner up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, usually they spend a lot of time like 
showing them, you know, doing their job and going for long runs. Yeah. But with Nick, we got a few photos, a few choice photos of him. Yeah. Oh, um, God. And it was mostly just alumni saying, like, good luck this time, Nick. Fourth time's a charm, which I Welcome guess is the back, tagline of the Nick. season. Um, but yeah, I thought that's interesting. Like, we know a lot about this about this dude. Yeah. We didn't, like, way more than we knew about the Axeman Ben Higgins um and 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 like anybody else who's ever been on the show so i think they have a big opportunity here but like the the way they're branding it is like look at this fuck boy yeah i it made me feel a little bad for nick i'm gonna be honest because the whole thing is like him being a failure over and over again and maybe he'll fail again this time america but every time he fails, he gets another fucking season of television out of it. I think so this, this is his last one, right? No way. You think he's going to keep coming I back? I think he can juice one more. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think if he shoots, if he gets shot down, that's that would be the juiciest, right? That's the dream for everybody involved with this project. He gets shot down at the altar, and then he comes back. If we're, and then the next season can be like, one last raw-eyed starring Nick Vile. Uh, he just can't, somebody please help this man. Somebody please put this man out of his misery. Uh, so, yeah. So the Countdown to Nick special, we took some notes. It would mainly served as a a stable for our for our lady picks. Yes. Um, we got to see a little tease of some of the women that we think are going to be favorites. Favorites is a... Okay. Well, for those that aren't familiar with our Fantasy League, you get points for... Um, Bad behavior, good behavior. Yeah. Really just behavior. Anything that gets you more airtime gets you more points in our fantasy league. For the most part. Uh, So we identified Corinne. Corinne is a big player. As a pick of the week. If you can get her on the team, more power to you. Don't get me wrong. She's going to be pretty rotten to watch, I think, for the most part. Probably a lot of problematic, troublesome behaviors. Yeah, so we we mentioned Corinne on our last episode as a small business owner. Um, She works with her family and lives with her family. In Miami. And... um, So many things about Corinne. Where to start? A lot of things about Corinne. Uh So... So we know we know a little about Corinne pre-show, and then we get some teases of Corinne during show. Yes. She says some things. This is fun. This will be like a first, like, you know how we have like recurring game segments on it? Just go with it. We have new listeners. We have like recurring game <laughs> segments, and it's like fun trivia. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like little puzzles, little brain teasers. And then, uh, and then the, uh, what's that noise? What's that noise is a fun game that we play uh-huh. all the time. So I have, here's the first one of these for the new season of 2017. Um, and it's a spelling test. Bum, bum. So it's exciting music. Rachel McElroy. Okay. Spell for me to win the world championship of adult spelling. Vagine. <laughs> Vagine. V A. You don't even want me to use it in a sentence? I N E. See, that to me seems more like vaginae. How would you spell it? Oh, E E N? I think E E N, and I think mm. with a J. So the reason we're spelling this, uh, one of the teasers we get from her. This season is that she is going to seduce Nick. Yes, going and to. She's very confident in her quote sex abilities. I have great sex abilities, and I'm going to show them to Nicholas tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but but part of her confidence comes from the fact that she says that. Um, do you remember the exact quote? She's uh, her heart is gold, but her vagine 
is platinum. Yes. And using like the EverQuest uh, currency exchange rate, that's like a thousand pieces of gold. So her <laughs> vagina is a thousand <laughs> times better than her heart is. Did you say vagina? I might have. Okay. She's poisoned the well for me a little okay. bit, vaginally speaking. Um, so yeah, so we think Corinne's going to be a big pick. Another of course reason, she is. Are you kidding me? Because she said her vagine is platinum. Another <sighs> reason is that when we're getting this package on on who she is and where she comes from, shows her uh, doing some some work for her business. What's her business? What's her family's Miami based secret, definite mafia drug dealing business? We don't know, do we? Are you asking me to speculate? I feel like I was leading the question a little bit. Definitely drug dealing, like Scarface, <laughs> fucking. Havana Nights, like I think that was a dancing, dirty dancing movie, but you know what I'm talking about. We get we get footage of her sitting on a balcony on a laptop, and a woman comes out that could be her assistant. You mm-hmm. know, we don't know, um, but she's described as an adult nanny. Yeah, which is, I mean, the wildest and wettest thing I've heard in a very long time. Adults don't have this. Is my adult au pair? It's your what? It's my, this is my adult babysitter for me. We get a demonstration of what an adult nanny might do when Corinne asks for a cucumber snack. Uh, (laughs) And the adult nanny brings out a bowl of what just appears to be sliced cucumber. So this is like, I don't want (laughs) to... Which I guess Corinne has never used a knife before. I've never had a a baby nanny or any sort of um, service person to help me out this is a maid right like she's just uncomfortable with saying the word maid and so she says i have an adult like somebody 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 who waits on you and brings you food and stuff because you're paying them to do so they're no longer your primary caregiver this is this is my nanny what are you saying what is this like crazy sound of music like yeah unless this woman like puts her to bed at night i don't really understand how she's a nanny although i'm thinking about it That'd be pretty sick, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, for Henry or for us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I don't think, I uh, the idea of having like a some sort of maid or, or somebody to like help out around the house makes me like kind of uncomfortable um, for a lot of reasons. But if that person also was in charge of like, you know, stro- stroking my hair while I went to bed at night. and yeah. You know what I mean? Like singing me a sweet song. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that as your wife. You'd get it too. You'd get the, you would also get, you know, whatever you like that gets you down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Somebody bring, Rachel, here's your cucumber snack, baby. I love you. And she'd kiss you on the forehead. No, I don't like it. Oh, and she would smell like lavender. I don't like it. Oh boy, it's my adult nanny. I don't like it. I mean, more power to Corinne and her very successful business that allows her to have an assistant that she calls a nanny. I think w- maybe that's it. Once you reach a certain amount of money, once you like the billionaires that are secretly pulling the strings, they but, um, all have adult nannies. If you think, but yeah. About so it. she's being set up as as the villain of this season. Um, a platinum vagine. I really we got to dive into this because you want to know about the characteristics that make it. A- it would not be good. It would be oh. it would be like of all of the of all of the periodic table of elements. I think platinum would actually be pretty low on okay. the list. Okay, all right. Of, this begs the question then, yeah. Griffin. What element tricky, would you right? Like to tricky, see? right? <laughs> I mean, that's the good thing about about vaginas is there's multiple elements sort of interacting in there, forming different compounds mm-hmm. to create the stuff that like happens. Like you wouldn't want oxygen, right? No, no noble gases at all, I think. 
Um, Lead would be dangerous. Yeah. Plutonium. No, also dangerous. Yeah, but like feels good, super good. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some sort of not. What's the word? Non Newtonian fluid. That's like the you know the fer- ferrofluid, like the magnetic fluid. That just like you see the v- Facebook videos and they like put a magnet in this weird, creepy black fluid and it forms all these fun shapes and you see it and you just think I, I would love to party down on that. Like mercury, maybe mercury would kill you basically really fast. <laughs> But, uh, what a way to go, right? I mean, or you become a superhero. That would be a weird super... (laughs) Marvel has lost their fucking minds on these Netflix specials. Have you seen Quicksilver Ding Dong? (laughs) I have seen Quicksilver Ding Dong. What's his power? He died from mercury poisoning. Mm. Um... Boy, what a thing to say, though. People will just say that. Bachelor contestants say the darndest things, don't they? That's our other segment. Yeah, that's our new segment. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else can we talk about? We we really liked uh, Haley, mainly because Haley has a little segment in the Canadian woods with our boy Daniel. Daniel shows up, and he's like, hey, what's up? It's your boy Daniel. Remember me? You loved me in Bachelor in Paradise. Anyway, if it doesn't work out on this TV show, I'll hook up with you. And Haley's like, oh, Daniel. Daniel is a bachelorette, bachelorette alumni. And Bachelor in Paradise who alumni. really, Who really knows his brand. And his brand is saying crazy shit. Yeah, he's a complete nut job. Um, so he talks a lot about eagles when he sits down with Haley. Uh, and it just begs the question, why aren't him and Haley getting together? Or him and he's, why doesn't, he hasn't he settled down with a nice Canadian girlfriend yet? I know. Do you think people who live in Canada, when they say, I have a Canadian girlfriend, people are still like, sure. <laughs> um, Daniel was a nut job and sort of a secondary, if not tertiary villain in his season of The Bachelorette. But then in Bachelor in Paradise, he revealed his true soft boy colors. Yeah, and, and now he's and now he's a franchise regular. I love it. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on Bachelor in Paradise again. Pretty much all the franchise regulars we saw in this little special were on this last season of Bachelor in Paradise. This last season of Bachelor in Paradise like established some fucking brands, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, not uh, much else happened, though. Well, we see Kristen, who is uh, the wedding videographer that we thought for sure was going to get a video package. Little did we know. Little did we know the focus was not on her as a wedding videographer, but her on... Um, her faith-based virginity. Yes. Which is an, a turn of phrase I've never heard before. Oh, my, virgi- my this virginity, it is faith-based. As opposed to what? like S- Smell-based. <laughs> I have a platinum vagina, so of course I'm still a virgin. It is a weird, like, man in the iron mask situation down there. Hey, Griffin, it's time for What's That Smell? No, babe, gross. I don't want to play it now. The smell is virginity. Mm, I don't want (laughs) to dive into this with you. It's some people's first episode. we got to tone it down. Okay. okay. In the next episode, we can talk about all the metallic vaginas and virginity scents that we... Uh, The virgin is a, a notable type on bachelor and bachelorette just in that they bring it they bring it in full force (laughs) um because the show is so sexual in nature they bring it in full force rarely does the bachelor or bachelorette well no it's the bachelor has ever been a boy verge well it depends if you count sean who was born again that's nothing uh (laughs) sean came and said i am not going to have sex until i am married it is a new decision i have made uh, and as far as we know, he he held it up. Okay. 
Well, I'm well, <laughs> I'm born again, twenty one years old. If that's how we're doing things, uh, the last person I want to talk about is Liz. So Liz, okay. we yes. find out in this countdown to Nick special, knows Nick and knows Nick because she was Jade's maid of honor in the Jade Tanner wedding that was featured on ABC last year. Uh, and she alludes to hooking up with Nick the night of the wedding. Weirdly, like she kind of dances around it. And then like in the actual episode itself is like, we did fuck. So handle it. So that's an exciting heat to bring. It's an exciting heat. There's a lot of exciting heats with all of these contestants. And then we get a season long super tease. We see some familiar stuff. We see the slap. We see a lot of. Rachel, who I like a lot after this first episode. Rachel is the uh, attorney who from is also... From Dallas, I believe? Yeah, from Dallas. Um, and we see... Oh, J- Jamie, is that the sh- New Orleans chef? Yes. Um, mentions that she tells uh, she tells Nick that she had a girlfriend once, and mm-hmm. I guess Nick, like... Nick was cool. Maybe not once, like multiple... I don't... I don't. It is left sort of unclear. Yeah. Um, uh, but she she mentions yeah, so that and Nick is like it's yeah. cool. So we don't know like if that's going to be a significant thing or not. No. But. Um. But but so like there's some stuff going on in this. And then of course it hits that like will he be jilted at the not altar wrote final rose thing at the proposal <laughs> the zone. final rose thing. Um. But yeah, that was the that. And then we get a full thing about all the uh how all the alumni with babies are doing. And all I gotta say. Carly and what's your Evan? Carly yeah. and Evan are doing so good. This this if you watched Bip this last season, you know their tumultuous start uh, in Paradise, but they're so great. And Carly talks about it, Evan's got three kids that she's sort of um, uh, coming coming to be like a member of the family and like a a, a, a matronly figure for not matron mother figure, you know. And it, she's just like it feels like they're my kids, and it's like Carly, yeah. I feel like your kids. She right says, now. "I feel like I found my family." I feel like you're my adult nanny, Carly. Thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, should we get to... Where the fuck is Carly and Jade's spinoff? That's all that I want. That is all that I want in my life right now. We tried to watch Lauren and Ben's freeform TV show for about like 16 Happily seconds. Happily Ever After? Happily Ever After? It wasn't for me. Because this shit starts with an, like this tense in-media res intro of them going on... The most recent after, after the, the final, final rose, rose yeah. where like Chris Harrison like checks up with them, and the see this season starts with this immediate res like them backstage having this fight, and it's like I told you I hate doing stuff like this. I can't believe you dragged me to something like this. And Ben's like, oh, you said you like doing this. this stuff is important to me. And then they walk out on stage and then time fucking rewinds and it's like seven months earlier and it's like, yeah, no, I can't. No. I don't want to go here with you. Yeah, I. I do not think America really wants to know what happens to these couples in real time after the episode's over. Here's the thing about the Axeman. I want to see the Axeman do one thing. Axe. And it's, yeah. I, it's this this really, really uncomfortable. Babe, is that the hummus we're getting? <laughs> yeah. Hummus. <laughs> Get, go. No. Stop it. <laughs> Sabra. What even is? Stop it. Go home. Although I will say that I would love to spend some more time with Caitlin and Sean because those two... There's something going on there. There's something strange there. There's something strange going on there because they're both got like... They both look different. Not bad. Just like I didn't recognize and, them. And their whole feature on Countdown to Nick was we're still engaged. We might stay engaged. We saw her and uh, not Des, Andy, uh, who came on Jimmy Kimmel, which I'm thinking they might start treating like the after show. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if they're still going to do it the after the final or not final rose, not final final rose. Um, but like Caitlin was talking about how oh you owe me money, Jimmy Kimmel, because you made me a bet that me and Sean wouldn't be together, and we still are. And it's like it's a whole thing. It's a bummer. And she was also doing this right next to Andy, who like her and Josh wicked didn't work out. Yeah, it was real uncomfy to watch. Yeah, but her whole thing was like, oh, we're still really happy, and we're definitely going to get married, and we haven't yet, but we're real serious, and haters keep hating. We're happy. I don't hate it. I just don't anything it. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about... Let's get into the episode, the premiere of The Bachelor, starting off with the most gratuitous gooch shot I have ever (laughs) seen on television in my life. Gang, I am not kidding. If you don't watch this show, you missed out on the most gratuitous underball I have ever seen in my whole life. There was a black box, though. There was a black box, but like you saw the black box was basically perfectly gooch shaped. It was (laughs) we get a lot of him working out. We get some Nick running around. This is typical. The bachelor package (laughs) is always one of fitness it is always showing how desirable this man is healthy beautiful bodies he is doing some some running he's doing some some flexing um doing a lot of sweating glistening so much glistening uh and what we get that's unusual this time is him getting into the shower and the camera is on the floor and it is looking up as he disrobes uh in in what Griffin fondly calls the Gooch region. Um, I don't call him that. The American Medical Association <laughs> yeah. Journal of Anatomy calls it that. So. Ooh, hey, and shout out to Justin and Sydney if you're listening. Let's do a Sawbones episode on the Gooch. <laughs> a lot of health-related Gooch things that people don't really understand. Um, we also get a lot. Uh, we get, hmm, let's talk about Nick. Let's get real and talk about Nick for a second. Um... He, I don't know, dog. His, in, do. his the first thing we see of Nick is him saying, "Hello, I'm Nick," and then the mouth is so small. Oh, this is a fun game that I wish I could play. I wish I was there to play a, a new game, which is try to fit a raisin in his mouth as he talks. Because <laughs> he's just, "Hello, I'm Nick, and uh, I'm the Bachelor. I'm the Bachelor. I'm the Bachelor." And it's like, stop trying to be so fucking cute all the time you raisin mouthed man that's always been nick's mo is is kind of this little brother like oh ain't i a stinker i see i feel like it hasn't always been his mo i feel like it is a new i feel like it's his like bachelor identity is like the sad man who nobody loves and also (laughs) this very small mouth and (laughs) who me it's weird to watch so we also get to see him take some abuse. They set him up at like a little um, consultation booth in Chicago, we're assuming, which is where he lives. And he just takes some he, flack. He just gets dunked on for like 45 minutes. A bunch of supposed fans of the show come up to the booth and share their opinions of him. And say, hey, I thought you were a real shithead until you got that good edit in Bachelor in Paradise. My and friends like, yeah, all okay. think you're disgusting, but yeah. I'm... I'm holding out hope that maybe you'll be okay i think because he he was he was entertaining in bachelor in paradise but like oh my god this intro left a a sour taste in my mouth because it was just very much like (laughs) i'm the bachelor i i'm not the i'm not competing this time i am the i'm the one they're competing for because i'm nick the bachelor it's weird to say (laughs) 
Uh, we also get a little visit with Chris and Sean and Ben. Shout out to Whitney, winner of Chris Soul's season of The Bachelor, for the hot tweet, which is like, why the fuck is Chris here to yeah. give advice to anybody? At least with Ben and Sean, we can assume that they are in successful relationships. We know that Chris and Whitney broke up right after Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it always seem to go? Yeah, Chris is in love with a corn woman he made out of various husks that he takes uh, to all the Trump rallies. <laughs> what? It's, I'm, I'm not here to judge. Her vagine is corn husk based. I don't know why that had to be specifically outlined. I went through a maze of women of corn. Oh, that's good. Oh, you know, I didn't even... It's fun when they do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's a corn maze with an mm-hmm. I, and you're like, that's also the corn word. It's a corn corn. It's a corn corn is what you've said. <laughs> um, and then after he gets the consultation from former bachelors of just like, hey, you know what? Just take the experience as it comes. It comes in just day by day to just... Just make sure each woman feels special and really... Love yourself and love the opportunity. No day but today. (laughs) Love Vibo Bohem. You know, Uh, living in America. Then we see Nick getting ready. Uh, We get more of the what if she says no when I pick her? What if I'm rejected again? Teases. And then um, more lady packages. So we thought we saw all the videos we were going to see in Countdown to Nick. We see some more videos. We also see the same fucking videos that we saw last time, uh, including Raven, who's from Hoxie, Arkansas, a town with six people in it. She's the mayor. Uh, uh, We get to see more of Corinne's (laughs) packages where we meet her adult nanny. Uh, um, Vanessa from Montreal. Vanessa's going to crush it this season. She is uh, she is like a quadlingual special needs teacher uh, who is just a real sweetheart. I think I think she's gonna soar. She wears a lot of uh, sleeveless shirts under sweaters, uh, just in case it gets cold or hot or hot. She's, she's always good. ready. She's very versatile. Uh, and then Josephine, who is who is a nurse and wearing a nurse costume it, it looks, was it's the strange. least believable looking nurse outfit i've she, seen she was trying to establish like i'm the weird one and then yeah. the next package was for alexis who's like no dog hold my beer i'm about to show you how weird <laughs> i can get up in here yeah so josephine is all about i hope he can handle my energy i'm so wacky and then alexis is all about i do really embarrassing things i love dolphins uh i like to wear sumo suits and go out in public she, one, she, one, time she wins. I, one time I fucking destroyed a target. Like, I am absolutely <laughs> over it. Uh, we get Danielle, who is from Nashville, a neonatal nurse, has a real nice smoky we voice. Like, we like Danielle, and we like that voice. Somebody at our party yesterday, which was pretty big, we got a pretty big group this year, said it was like ASMR personified. Yes. It was like, yeah, I can, I, I, I feel that. Yes. And we then, feel really good about Danielle also. And then Taylor well. has her master's from Johns Hopkins uh and she's studied vulnerability um <coughs> and she has done all sorts of research on vulnerability so i can see that coming into play yeah absolutely that's like basically the fucking prima strategy guide for winning the bachelor is is knowing the vulnerabilities of every person there is that what it, that's i'm assuming that's what it means she knows like how to get under everybody's skin i don't think that's what it is she goes, she went to johns hopkins to learn how to just like get in your brain and like know what you're afraid of (laughs) uh and then it's time for limo exits 
The driveway is wet as hell. The pocket squares are crisp. Uh, Chris greets Nick and says, welcome back. Which, you know, fun. Which is fun, yeah. He's been in this house a whole lot of times. He's probably got a secret stash of tropical fruit gushers hidden somewhere (laughs) that he's really excited to get back to. I made the joke that he's made little prison tick marks on the wall up in the bunkhouse. Or like a a height. Somebody also mentioned that (laughs) like a child's height measurement. Like, oh, in in season 20, I was... was Five foot eight. No, five my foot hair nine. has grown a whole inch. In the His past hair has year. shrank. His hair used to be out there, pretty wild. Uh, and so this is when the women have an opportunity to create a memorable, lasting impression when they exit the limo. Uh, and it's usually a great time for some wackiness. I'm gonna say I was a little disappointed this year. I feel like there were very few, not a whole lot of wackiness, not a lot of wackiness. Uh, I'd say the first wackiness is Kristen. She comes out in a yellow dress and does a little fan dance. That, yeah, that's the, that's the bar we're working with this year. We're not talking about Chris, the dentist cupcake mobile. No, no, maybe the men go harder. And uh, the men definitely go harder because men like need it more. <laughs> I'm just like, dudes are, are, dudes are always acting up and performing and like doing little dances and skits. Mm-hmm. Dudes are always putting on little skits for their friends and little That's sketches. That's like when we met and you did that that wacky that wacky exit that you did. Yeah, you remember know? where I stole your purse <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "What a weirdo!" And I juggled your tampos. Oh, I did. Remember, I juggled all your tampos. Yeah. So real Roberto Benini moment. It was very. You were like, "Stop it!" But you were also like, "I love him." <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, that image is really powerful. To what me. me juggling your tampos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of wind. Taylor starts the night out by by kind of giggling and then saying, "All my friends think that you're a complete piece of shit, but I, but but I I don't." And, and Nick was like, "I don't like this." Yeah, Nick's like, "This is not <laughs> funny to me." Um, he may have seriously. He may have well as just explicitly said like. I don't like what you said. Uh, we get to see Ida Marie do a trust fall. Uh, Olivia is from Alaska, so she does an Eskimo kiss. That was cute. Wearing a big furry coat. Uh, Sarah makes kind of a fun a fun move. She does not exit the limo. Oh, she yeah. runs up the driveway in tennis shoes and says, I know that that you're a runner-up, and I wanted to be a runner-up to you. And it was just kind of cute. It was a good, I mean, for this season of, of fairly tame exits. It was pretty It was pretty cute stuff. I liked it. Better than uh, the camel entrance, which uh, just probably left that woman smelling like camel the whole night. Well, she also said, I heard you like to hump. And it's like, he's really sensitive about that stuff. You should know that. Um, but then she also said, so, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I was thinking you like to hump. Oh, going to say it a second time, huh? <laughs> you're afraid you're too far away the first time. Maybe he didn't hear you, but... Uh, there was also a big thing about a lot of women choosing red dresses and yes. being really nervous about the fact that there were so many of them. Yes. Can we talk about Jasmine G, I believe? Yes, Jasmine this, G. Okay, we've talked some we've talked some yay about these entrances because they were pretty bad. This was maybe all-time best entrance So ever. incredible. So it's not unusual for someone to get out of the limo and to bring a buddy. Usually it's their child. Or their relative. Or grandma. When yeah. there's a grandma, and it's like, she's going to be competing for your heart. And I think it was Chris Souls was like, 
I don't want to. Or their twin. Sometimes they bring their twin. But they actually do compete, and there's nothing you can do about uh, it. Jasmine G brings a franchise favorite and a personal favorite of ours. And an actual museum ass mummy. Neil Lane. Neil Lane is the Diamond Man. Um, Neil Lane typically comes uh, last episode and presents the Bachelor Bachelorette with a series of rings. Uh, Jasmine brings him out, says, hey, this is my buddy Neil Lane. These are the rings I like, and this is my ring size. Yeah, this is I like an emerald cut. It's like, Ooh, Jasmine, are you fucking kidding me Jasmine. with this power play? It is ultimate. All the women are inside, like, quivering in their boots, like... We're doomed. Jasmine. That's like showing up at the Olympics and getting on that, you know, first place pedestal and saying, this is what I'm going to look like up here. Yeah, I brought my own gold medals and you can just <laughs> hand them back to me later. That was really great. And we loved it. Good work, Jasmine. Good G. work, Jasmine. Um, Astrid shows up speaking German and says a lot of German stuff about breasts. And Nick has no idea what she's saying. She says, have you seen the breast? Have you seen the breast? Because the breast is real. (laughs) And it's like, can we stop this? Like, here's my thing. It's a language you don't understand. But I'm going to say some pretty bogus stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the, excuse, hey, Rachel, I know you've had a pretty busy morning. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the breast? Uh, Griffin, that's actually an interesting question. But before I answer, I wanted to ask you. Have you seen the breasts? I actually have seen the breasts. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's oof, it's Liz. Okay, so Liz's exit. So Liz, Liz is the the wedding woman that he yes, saw at the wedding. Liz is the one that has slept with him before. Maybe we don't. Yes, yes, yes that's what she said. Yes, uh, and so she shows up, and Nick plays it real cool, and both of them do this weird dance of we're going to pretend like this is the first time we met. Uh, this whole plan was fucked from the start because this is like this is i do this shit all the time of i think i know you but the risk i do a quick risk measurement in my head where if i say oh you're this person and you're not this person it absolutely sucks so he just kind of like when they do this it's really funny because you can tell the franchise folks the people behind the scenes are starting to freak out because they they want this to be a thing and so when they both play it cool chris harrison Harrison has to come out chris harrison trots out and is like so uh she looked familiar to you maybe and nick's like yeah no she definitely did but i wanted to play it cool and chris is like oh oh interesting but you remember her though right from that wedding but they both did like the the i tell you the the smooth i'm awful with names and faces and i can remember like six people in my mind at any like given time the oh it's nice to see you see not me that's the that's the card they both played to yeah. sort of like couch it. I think I know you and yeah. I think we're acquainted, but if not, here's a sort of neutral expression. There's a lot there's a lot of other en- entrances that um we could talk about, but I wanted to also highlight Josephine with the hot dog. Okay, so this was a nightmare. Josephine walks out and she had a book, right? She had like a book. Uh-huh. And, and she says, quote, you're a wiener in my book, opens the book, hollowed out. In my book. Okay, I didn't know why she had a hollowed out book, like mm-hmm. she was like trying to sneak a shiv into prison or like a gun And somewhere. there is a hot dog in the book, and, and most people would leave it at that. But then Josephine says, do you want a lady in the trampet? And then they both have to eat an end of the hot dog. And it's the hot, and guess that's my fetish now. Shit. <laughs> specifically hot dogs in books eaten by two people 
oh my god, I'm in love with this now because I did. I completely missed the wiener in my book thing. I completely missed why it was in a book. You wrote it down in your notes. No, I know, but I didn't think. I just thought like that was her storage unit for the wiener. <laughs> this is amazing, Josephine. Uh, after they they both take a bite, Nick tells us, "I'm going to kick her out of the house no. the first chance that I get." He says, "I haven't had a raw hot dog since I was six years old." <laughs> it was raw too, mm-hmm. Josephine. Well done. <laughs> I haven't had a raw ink covered hot dog. Mm, pulpy, pulpy with paper. Yum. I mm. love it. Is there any other exit we want to talk about? No, just like everybody's wearing oh, red dresses. Shark costume. Oh my God. Alexis, who we know from her p- package earlier in the evening, uh, loves dolphins, loves to do wacky things, wear wacky outfits, shows up in a shark costume, obviously a shark costume, pointy teeth. It's the fucking left shark costume from the Super Bowl thing, mm-hmm. from Katy Perry's Super Bowl thing, where there was the one shark that was dancing, and everybody loved him, and everybody <laughs> talked about it, despite the fact that Katy Perry, right next to this shark, was putting on, like, an all-star performance for the Super Bowl. Everybody was talking about this fucking left shark. It wasn't left dolphin. When you bought it on Amazon, you went to leftshark.amazon.com. Of course it's a shark. She's the aspiring dolphin trainer that we mentioned in our last podcast episode. She, you should know that dolphins have blowholes not gills and razor sharp teeth what the fuck are you doing the whole the whole night with nick and with the rest of the women becomes that's not a dolphin costume that's a shark costume you're wearing a shark costume admit it admit it to the america you're wearing a shark costume like uh yeah the girl the girl and the dolphin or was it a whale what's wrong with everybody (laughs) see a woman in a squid costume the squid costume (laughs) the big sardine um you see that big carp over there it's interesting though because she has kind of a turn at first everyone's like this woman is delusional this is clearly a shark and then there's this party animal everybody loves her there's a great scene later where the women you can tell have been hanging around for a long time yeah and they start pitching food into her big shark mouth (laughs) (laughs) which is great they're essentially doing sea world dolphin tricks listen to me see i'm part of the problem now (laughs) At another point, uh, Alexis actually gets in the water and is making dolphin noises. When I say the water, I mean the big pool that is behind the house. Yeah. She gets in the pool, uh, starts making dolphin noises, gets the attention of Nick. uh, And Nick, again, tries to say, admit it, you're a shark. You're a shark. You're a shark. Look at your shark costume that you bought at sharkcostume.biz. Is there a West Side Story Sharks and jets, yeah. We can make here. I don't know enough about West Side Story. You know, I think it's the one where with the young boys and the soda. There's a boy called Soda Pop, and he stabs a boy named Piggy to death. Okay. And there's a big warehouse fire. Isn't there like a when you're a shark, you're a shark? It's. I think it's the one with Stay Golden Pony (laughs) Boy, and I think it's the one. Oh, it's the one with the little boy, and he has he's in an airplane crash, and he has a hatchet on the island. Twitter is exploding right now. No, no, no. I'm remembering this correctly. Soda Pop has the hatchet on the island. He kills Piggy with it. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I want to talk about with the limo exits. We still have a lot. We still have a lot. We still have a lot of episodes. Listen, this first episode is always so insubstantial. It is essentially like you get six seconds with each person and you just kind of bounce around so let's talk about some great so post limo exit nick comes in says hey ladies thanks for coming uh have fun out there just treat it as 
try to be as normal as you can in this not normal environment. Like, yeah. you should listen to what this fucking dude says. He's been on the show a hundred times. He's yeah. got some hot... He's probably the best person who's ever been on the show, just because he somehow keeps making his way back on. So it. this is the cocktail party. So now the 30 women that have arrived have to all push each other out of the way so they can talk to Nick Moore about their personal lives and really endear themselves to him. Was Rachel the first one up? Yes. Rachel, the Dallas, Texas attorney. Yeah. So... Hey! That's your name. <laughs> Do you see that? And you're like, awesome. She's also in her 30s. We've talked about this before, but when, we, when you watched Friends, were you just like, that's me the whole time? No. Jennifer Aniston's character no, did stuff? All. Not at all. Although I did try to get the Rachel haircut when it you're was very popular. Sh- you are, you are did not shitting work. me. I do not have straight hair. Did not work. You don't have straight hair. You also have dark, you have brown hair, babe. She's, she had, like, blonde hair with, like, brown stuff going well, on in it. you can still get a haircut if you don't have the same color hair. You, so you didn't watch it and you're just like, that's me with Phoebe and <laughs> no, Monica. No. What am I doing up there kissing Joey? No. I'm supposed to be with Ross. No. That's no. What a nice apartment I have in New York City. No, that's not what I did at all. Gunther sure is giving me a weird look over here at Central Perk. <laughs> you didn't think that all the time? No. If there was a show that had a griffin on it, sometimes I watch Family Guy because it's uh, so fucking <laughs> funny. I'll watch Just Family real. Guy and I'll be like, all these people are me with the last name. <laughs> uh, so the thing we liked about Rachel, Rachel immediately knows kind of what her leverage points are. So Rachel has also lived in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm, for a few years. Um, Nick has 10 siblings. Rachel has a huge family, too. Her dad has 10 siblings. Her mom has six siblings. And that's... Are you kidding me with that Thanksgiving? How's, are you kidding me with this Thanksgiving? We rented out Madison Square Garden for Thanksgiving because yeah. there's a billion of us. The thing I like about Rachel is that she she doesn't try and tell some weird, goofy story about how she's so quirky. She knows, I've done my homework. Nick has a big family. I have a big family. We both have Wisconsin in common. Yes. I'm going to hit those fast. I'm going to get in, get and out. And be super chill. And yeah. also get that first time. Get that. That's so important to get that first time. And wear a red dress, but wear it so right. It was the dress, like mm-hmm. the one from last year where everybody didn't know what color it was. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of people that try and, and talk to him that night. There's a lot of angst as there usually is night one about I'm not getting enough time. She's going back for a second time. Like Corinne keeps going back and they're all mad at her for it because they haven't had time yet. Corinne's exit involved her giving Nick a quote unquote hug token, which can I take that to Billy Bob's and play skee ball with it? Because If not, <laughs> it's not a token. Can I put it in a bus and get a bus trip out of it? Can you just be calling things tokens? What? I'm just I'm just resting. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> she hands him a hug token and then later on comes back with a big old bag of tokens. And I'm, I don't know if these were all hugs or what. But then Corinne does go back in to get that first kiss. And he's like, do I need to give you a token for this? And she says no. And he says, these uh, these things you've given me are worthless then. These are you've just <laughs> undervalued your own currency. What am I supposed to do with these tokens? Yeah. Corinne goes in for the kiss. Uh, which makes Nick a little uncomfortable. I mean, he likes that she's assertive, but he also worries, oh, great, now all the ladies saw. He, yeah, he does say, boy, I hope nobody else saw that. But you know he likes it because this is a, this, he's just a little curly-haired, milk-fed fuck boy. Oh, a little Griffin. raisin mouth. He is. He's just a <laughs> horny boy, and that's fine. Chase that, but, like, don't, don't, don't try to act like the, the manic pixie dream boy that you're, that you're going for in this intro. I'm the bachelor. 
I just want everyone to get along. Who knows? Uh, so first impression rose comes out. So this this is a huge indicator of somebody's success. Um, what it is, it's a rose that guarantees that you're going to stay another week. You don't have to do the indignity of standing there with all those women waiting for a rose. You get that all rose. All those women and also a shark. <laughs> you get that rose in advance. Uh, and he gives it to our girl, Rachel. Rachel's going to do great this season. I feel really, really good about about her performance, and I think she's going to crush it. Finally, after probably a lot of pushing from the producers on this show, Nick and uh, Liz have their confrontation about their previous romantic past. It is so uncomfortable, I could not look directly at it. It was like a solar eclipse. Um, because she says, I didn't think you recognized me. He says, yeah, I recognize you. I didn't want to say anything in case it didn't work. So one thing we should point out is she did not give him her number at yeah, this wedding. So we see this in the package beforehand, and she talks about it a few times. He, after their night together, asked for her number, and she was kind of suspicious of it because she just figured he was like a playboy, and this was like a weird, you know, technicality of, well, now I guess I have to ask you for your number. So she's like, let's let's not do that. Let's leave it at this. And that left kind of a sour taste in Nick's mouth. Um, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's into it. Um, and it seemed like he was in sort of an uncomfortable place after this conversation, because while they were talking about it, and she was like, so do you think uh, it's cool me being here? Somebody comes and steals him away. Well, what happens is, is she kind of indicates the part of the reason that she didn't give her number was she was kind of going off of the stereotype of Nick. But then after she saw him on Paradise, she kind of thought, well, maybe I'm wrong about Nick. And Nick doesn't like this because Nick is thinking, you met me, we spent time together, and you could have given me your number. I asked for it. And instead, you relied on stereotypes that you saw on television. That's pretty – That he has a sick point. That's yeah. pretty wild. And so their conversation does not, does not go well. Uh, yeah, I don't think – Here's the thing. This is the first season in a while where we have not had a returning contestant. Even Nick himself was a returning contestant in Caitlyn's season where somebody from a past season shows up and is like, hey, I saw you on TV or hey, I met you at a Bachelor Nation themed event and I liked you. And so I showed up and thought I'd say, hey, thought I'd holler. Uh, this is the first season where we haven't had that. So I guess Liz is kind of filling this role like, oh, here's a person that you've met before. This is becoming like a staple like, all of these people who've never met you are competing with a person who does know you and you have some sort of contact with. So, like, I, I, I don't... But it doesn't seem like he's into it. I think he wants a fresh start, fresh Nick. You know? Or maybe he's just sad. Maybe he was... Maybe she was the one. Hmm. I, I don't think so. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so, so either. Although he does keep her. He does keep her, yes. Which we don't know if that was really his decision or if, again, they are just really trying to push this narrative. she gets the last rose, the tension rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I don't really have any other no, notable moments. I mean, that's the thing. Nothing really happened. What, what are we a lot to... of freak out about multiple red dresses. There it's were like a lot of. And it's there like, were like seven or eight people. Why would you think we're interested in this? We can see everybody in the room. There's a lot of red. Yes. Next subject, please. Yeah. Nobody gets too drunk, from what I could tell. Um, we don't really see anything that I feel like is a big, 
is a big remarkable moment. It's the it's a weird thing where I am probably the least excited about the season premiere of of this show because it really is just nothing. Like what is unless there's like a crazy limo exit, there's almost nothing else to talk about in this first episode. How do you feel about this person? Well, I've seen them for 15 seconds, so I I guess they're okay. Yeah, and we should say we haven't uh, so typically we have 25 women. This time we have 30, which creates for a, a rough a rough amount a of rough time. rough environment. Yeah. So this is a two-hour show, and like the first hour and 15 minutes are just these like introduction and limo exits. So we just get nothing with these women. And then at the rose ceremony, they only eliminate what? Like four? Like four or five women. So we still end night one with more women than we traditionally Com- start. Compared with. to Bachelorette Canada, where they started with like 20 dudes and kicked off 10 in the first episode. Like, oh man, I'm gonna, we're gonna miss that pace. Cause it's just the next episode, too. If there's 25 women in the next episode, I'm not gonna, I'm still not gonna get to know them very well at all. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the, that rose ceremony. Yeah. So the rose ceremony, um, no huge surprises. He does keep, as we mentioned, uh, Liz. Um, he keeps Jasmine G, who we were real excited about with the Neil Lane power play. Right. Uh, he keeps... He keeps the shark. Keeps the shark. He, although when he gives her the rose, he demands that she acknowledge that she is a shark and not a dolphin, <laughs> which I liked. Good. Um, I mean, you know, Vanessa, Danielle, both Danielles get to stay. Um, both Elizabeths get to stay. Um, Just trying to make it as confusing as possible for yeah. us. Uh, Griffin, do you want to go to the website and tell us who went home that night? The website's not even updated. I'm on justjared.com to break down who got sent home. What uh, is justjared.com? And exactly, why do I have to go to them for this information? Because the TV show showed like three women going home, but like seven went home. Angela went home. Don't really remember her. Lauren. Uh, Olivia was the Alaskan woman who did the Eskimo kiss- kisses. Uh, Brianna, uh, Ida Marie, who did the trust fall, she got sent home. Jasmine B, one of the Jasmines actually did get oh, sent home. Oh, okay. This didn't show it. Sorry, sorry, ladies. You came out here all this way and you made it through our rigorous tryout process and then we made you stay up until 3 p.m. the following day oh for this gosh. premiere episode. It's not unusual to see women exiting, uh, the show in daylight because the night goes so long. But this, yeah, this was like noon. This was like, let's all go out to brunch after. Yeah. Uh, so Jasmine B., uh, Michelle, and Susanna. A lot of women went home. I swear to God, guys, I had to go to justajared.com. <laughs> Yo, ABC, what the fuck? Did you see the end of the new Superman movie? The Superman, I guess, dies, but they don't show it. <laughs> what? Yeah, Superman and Batman, they both die, but they just don't show it at the end. Normally, of it. when women get eliminated, they get the respect of getting to talk to the camera and express, you know, why they thought they went home and how optimistic they are for their future romantic trials. But in this case, I guess they just went under the cloak of daylight. <laughs> While the editor was editing this episode, they, like, called ABC's central headquarters so many times. It was like, yo, straight up, 30 women's too many women. I can't even show the women going home. It's too many women. We're being, we're being outrageously Spartan right now with this footage. This is out of control. We cannot do this again. Please, fewer women next time. I am dying. I'm in hell. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that was, that was night one. And then we get that same season teaser that we saw last time with the slap and the vagine. My vagine hang like wizard's sleeve from Borat is a joke. Oh. You remember it? 
For, uh, Can we get through one episode? He's from Kazakhstan. He's from Kazakhstan. And things are, they do things a little differently over there. Any of the big mustache? You, how do you not remember Borat? Oh, I just love hearing you talk about Borat. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you're my wife. <laughs> okay. That was the first episode of The Bachelor. The next episode of The Bachelor, I th- it's going to start getting wild, right? Like, this season is good the first few episodes after the premiere. The premiere is just too dense, especially this one. Yeah. Where it was just, it was, we saw, like, breakout scenes with, like, four of the women, and then they didn't even show all the women going home. I had to go to JustJared.com. This episode sponsored by Just Jared. <laughs> Um, but the teaser for the season, we see they get to go to Finland. Mm. Um, looks lovely. There appears to be lots of travel. Yeah. Um, we see some future controversy with Corinne, some controversy with Liz. We see a tearful concern moment with Nick and it's not clear kind of what spurred that. I mean, that is another thing that is in every single one of these season teasers, which is like, what if this whole thing happens and I don't have anybody at the end? Yeah. It's like, no, you're, you're, you will. You're going to propose and somebody's going to say yes. Or you won't propose. Um, but there's a 0% chance you're going to propose and the person says no. That's, that's, congratulations, you just won. Who wants to be a millionaire? Nah. I just want like 10000 bucks and I'm good. Thank you, Regis. Mostly because an individual wouldn't let someone go all the way to the top of a cliff to propose with the intent of saying no. Unless it's some, like, Count of Monte Cristo-style revenge plot, and this is the payoff for it. Um, so, yes, I'm... It's a str- I, Don't get me wrong. I wasn't disappointed in the in the premiere. That's, like, this is what it is. Uh, and it certainly seems like there's going to be, like, a pretty dope cast of characters here. Big fan of Rachel. Big fan of Jasmine. Uh, big fan of Shark... Shark... Ast- Astrid? No, the other one. Ainsley? Aimsers. <laughs> Ali, Are Aaliyah. we talking about the shark woman? Yeah. Um, um, aim, 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 Amelie. I'm going to let you keep going for a while. It was actually Alexis. Alexis. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be, it's going to be fun, right? And I think, I think Nick will do a good job. It was just like, this was, this was kind of a weird, a weird premiere. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. I think there's going to be some interesting storylines. I think he's definitely going to fall in love with two fucking women again, and I think they're definitely going to maybe stretch more that than out. two. There's apparently teasers that it's I fall more in love than with two. nine women. I don't. This is the hardest choice I've ever had to make, and I'll have to make it eight times. I love all nine of them equally. I don't. I didn't know this was possible. <laughs> I think I'm going to sister wife it. Um, boy, Henry is just really acting a fool. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks, thanks, thanks thanks for listening. If this is your first episode, sorry about all the baby grunts. Um, thanks for joining us on this journey. Yeah, it's going to be a fun voyage to go on. Um, and thank you again to Maximum Fun for having us. Go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the cool shows there. Big thanks to, uh, Stuart and Charlene. Stuart from, uh, The Flophouse. Uh, they have a bar in Brooklyn called The Hinterlands. It fucking rules. Uh, and last night they showed, they did a premiere party. Uh, for, for yeah, folks. apparently like thirty people turned yeah, out. Yeah, like it just flooded the bar, uh, mm-hmm. and it was totally rad. So I was so jealous that we couldn't be there. Oh, and sorry to folks that tried to set up the fantasy draft through the Rose Reckoner. Uh, we did crash the site. We did, and sorry <laughs> to Drew who runs Rose Reckoner. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, hopefully the kinks will get worked out for that for for next time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to do this season. I'm excited to be here with you. I do wish Henry would just like sleep fucking ever. <laughs> Um, but we'll figure it out. We, to, to new listeners, we have a five-week-old baby that has made 
recording a new challenge, but we are committed to the podcast yes. and to the baby and I guess. to the baby. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Don't touch that dial. It's got jam on it. That's our tagline. Oh, no, I don't like it. Uh, until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. <laughs> I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. If you love podcasts, comedy, and creativity, and you're looking for some new friends to share them with, why not check out MaxFunCon 2017? MaxFunCon is a chance to get away from it all, spend a weekend laughing, and return inspired to create amazing things. Join us for MaxFunCon in Lake Arrowhead in June, or MaxFunCon East in the Poconos in September, and prepare yourself for one of the best weekends of your life. Tickets are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars? Star or Star Wars Trek? Or Star Trek? Fear not, my friends. Fear not, Mark my and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. Fun. We Got This. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.